I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nothing is good. Ta-da! Did you remember to do your camera thing that you always forget to do? Yes, I did. Uh, I I'm really proud of me. Although I should turn up my ring light a little bit. Adapting to the changes in lighting. That time of year. That time of year. Yeah, that'll work. That time of year, indeed. Speaking of that time of year, it's so close. By the time this episode is released to the public, it will be October. It's finally here, the actual most wonderful time of the year, the season of our Dark Lord and Savior, Satan. Um, happy fucking Halloween, everybody. Although, as far as I'm concerned, it's been Halloween since September. But it's also a very important month for another reason. The spooky season streams? No. And your birthday. Yeah. It's the month that gave the world me. <laughs> A hallowed month, indeed. Best month of the year, in my opinion. Not I because of my birthday, just in general. Like I would agree. It's like the perfect weather. Really, no, I was about to say, no other month has anything on October. The weather is perfect. The most picturesque views that you get in this part of the country all year. You get Halloween, your birthday, so many good things. And also, like, it's the beginning of that, like, all of the, like, the BER months are the best because it's just this gauntlet of enjoyable things. Like, mm -hmm. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like holiday after holiday after holiday. Stacks mm -hmm. on stacks. Stacks on stacks, indeed. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my vibes are just continually yeah. rising yeah it's just fun like going to stores and seeing all the halloween stuff out and just <sighs> oh my god i know and i got to break out my like halloween like pumpkin spice like candles over the weekend uh, oh, so yeah nice. i gotta make my fall transition to like the fall candles and that sort of stuff yeah like i switched that. out my closet over my, not the real weekend over my quote-unquote weekend yeah. i did um 
put hand soap in my bathroom that's called vampire blood, so that's nice. Incredible. And I cleaned out so much, I'm so proud of myself. I'm really trying to downsize clothing-wise because I have so much stuff that, like, one just is not my style and I don't wear. So, like, yep. it's all gone, which is fantastic. By the way, I almost used that exact same mug. I was gonna grab it and I was like, you know what, I want a smaller one. So I went with smaller. Nope, got my Trader Joe's chai latte once again. But, um, this is um, a cream of Earl Grey from David's Tea that I hadn't tried before. I had a few sample ones of it. I think I've I had that in my um, advent tea calendar. advent calendar. There we go. Thank you. Um, although speaking of spooky season, the best time of the year, I have officially decided on my Halloween costume. I am going to be Vessel from Sleep Token because I found what? out that I can get that mask 3D printed by somebody who has a 3D printer. Like, place and order to have that printed. Nice. Also, like, a, like someone on Etsy or something like that type of thing? I found... Actually, it was one of the guys that we talked to, or, like, I don't know if you were there when I was talking to him, but I talked to him at, um... Come on, Bridget, words. Mid-Hudson Comic Con. One of the tables that had a bunch of 3D printed stuff, and I was like, hey, like, do you, like, take orders or whatever? He was like, if you can find a file, I can do pretty much anything. Or, it's a little more expensive, but I can, like you know, scan images and all this crazy stuff. But I went on the Sleep Token subreddit and some wonderful individual already 3D printed the mask for themselves, so a file does exist. Nice. Which is fantastic. So that's what I'm doing for Halloween. Very fun. I wonder how comfortable something like that is to wear. Yeah. I'm fine with suffering for my art. We know yeah, this about me. That guy was just a couple tables down from where I got my Corby stone. Mm. Stone Corby, which is sitting right here, actually. As he should be. Um, and another thing that has to do with Halloween, there are rumors that Ghost is dropping all of their Halloween-themed merch this Friday, so rip to the paycheck that I just got, if that yeah. is indeed the case. Yeah. Um, we will remember it fondly. <laughs> it's whatever. It's fine. May its memory be a blessing. Let's go that route, too. Indeed. So what's up with you, Bestie? Anything new? Not really, no. You know, just, just chugging along in life. Nothing exciting. Hello, yeah. Luna. Yes, Luna has decided it is lap time. Oh, you want to lay down? Okay, get comfy. Sweet. Now I have a cat. Amazing. Um... The first thing that I have is technically a video, which I'm not going to be watching, or I'm not going to be playing for the screen recorder because it's a pain in the ass to try and play TikToks on a desktop. Mm -hmm. But the question that is being asked by this TikTok I thought was so funny is if someone told you that they saw me arguing with a stranger on the street, what would you immediately assume I was arguing with them about? And we are both going to answer this question for each other. Within that, you answered a question I had when I read this this earlier today, which you hadn't used the word stranger in the document. And so I was curious, like, so I think it just says someone. Like, arguing with someone. If someone told you they saw me arguing with a stranger on the street. So I swear I didn't see the word stranger because I was like, oh, is it somebody you don't know? <laughs> I don't know. But oh. yeah, um... Okay, so somebody you don't know, random person on the street, you're arguing with them. Oh. I mean, 
I think it obviously has to be that they said or did something you didn't like, mm -hmm. which would be a lot of things. Because I could very easily imagine it being um, like somebody that did or said something that was like bigoted in some respect. I could see that. Um, or somebody who in some way disrespected one of your hyperfixations. I feel like that's the fun answer because obviously I could, like, I know that you are the type of person who would tell someone to, you know, get fucked if they were being a bigot. Mm -hmm. Which, like, yay, we love that. But that's not necessarily a fun answer that's, like, yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. So, I'm like, stupid. putting that aside, yeah, probably the hyperfixation thing. Yep. Like, if somebody was like, I don't understand why anybody likes that band Ghost. Like, they suck throwing hands no. immediately <laughs> you're so right and here hmm. yeah it'll be interesting to hear what you say because I honestly don't know how I would answer it for myself that's my thing because I knew how I would answer it for myself and you pretty much got it oh I know one thing I'd be arguing why is this hard am I a bad friend well, no, because I'm not very, like, confrontational. You're or, not a like... confrontational person, and two, I feel like so many of the things that you do have strong opinions about don't necessarily, like, still aren't necessarily conducive to much argument. Yeah. Like, in the, like, running, knitting-type communities. Like, there's definitely things that, like, people have strong stances on. Yeah. But I don't really know how much hand-throwing could really truly go down. Yeah, I mean, we I could be in a heated debate about knitting versus crocheting. I mean, yeah, that. Like, I can see that happening, but, like, unless someone is blatantly, like, disrespecting, again, any of the things that you do, but I also just don't see that happening, because what's somebody gonna be like, knitting sucks? It does bother me when people say it's, like, for only for old ladies, and they look at me like there's something wrong with me. Yeah, which, like, that's BS and that's lame, but, like, but my response would just be like, um, no, you're stupid, and then I'd move on. Mm -hmm. I can definitely think of one thing, though. Something. I feel like everything that I'm coming up with is too hyper-specific to be said in a public forum. Uh, I'm thinking something related to my job. Oh, someone saying that, like, your job is easy? I think most people would be annoyed by that. Fair. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, my job is kind of easy. But you do get to read a lot, so that's nice. That is nice. Um... Come on. Oh, people being salty that your specialty is, like, media psychology, like, studying communication instead of, like, business or interpersonal or whatever. The dismissiveness of the study of media in general. Yeah, I... So the last Ragnar I did, I was sitting around talking to a couple of guys on the team, and they asked what I did for a living, and I said, well, I'm a college professor. Mm -hmm. There was one guy got obsessed with this idea that he was going to guess in what area. Ooh, how'd that go? So he, he thought about it for a long time, and he said he had it narrowed down to two things. I know one of the, I think it was, like chemistry or philosophy and I'm like those are two polar opposites 
And then the two guys kept guessing back and forth forever oh. and ever and ever. And let me guess, they never even got anywhere near. Well, one of them said um, psychology. And so I was like, hmm. The average psychology department would unfortunately have something to say about that. I mean, I am, the way I look at it, a psychologist, because I've had almost as much psychology training as anyone with a psychology PhD. Oh, no, like, that's fair. In, yeah. But yeah, they. Psychologists in name just get a little salty about it. Yeah, which is why I'm not allowed to use psychology in the name of my classes. So you've said. Which is, which is a little silly, but. Yeah, I mean, something like that would be annoying, but still not quite what I'm thinking about. Do you want me to keep trying, or do you want to just tell me I'm down with either? Um, oh, I can, actually, now I can think of multiples. One thing that gets me fired up is when people are like, well, at least you have summers off. Uh, yeah. That's one, because I get real annoyed, because I'm like, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. And I can't even take vacations during the year. Like, I have to be there, you know? Yeah. So that's one. That wasn't the original one I was thinking of, but that just popped in my head. It also annoys me when people think my job is just teaching. And I tell them it's literally half my job. Yeah. Um, but the one I was initially thinking of, and this is one I have gotten into arguments with people about, is, like, my specific area of specialty. When people say something like, they always act like violent video games cause problems in society, but they don't. <sighs> hundreds and hundreds of studies over the course of decades indicate that there is a consistent and documented link between violent video games and violence within society. Now, how much of that is explained? About 5 to 15% of all societal violence can be explained by violent video games. You're completely correct, although I am always going to slide in with the hot take of they have the same, like, when people are like, oh, like, the particularly American tragedy of the mass shooting is caused by violent video games. They sell the same video games in Canada, baby. Uh, it's caused by guns. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's it. Well, no, I'm, I, like, the reason it came to my mind is because there was a guy I went on a few dates with oh, a couple summers ago or so, uh, Dave the lawyer, and he, I think it was like our second date was asking about what I did for a living, you know, mm -hmm. and he asked about the kind of work I do, and so I was giving examples of like classes I teach and stuff we talk about in class, Mm -hmm. And I mentioned the violent video game thing, because that's something that a lot of people, you know, kind of relate to or have, like, heard about, you know, being sort of a yeah hotter topic, I guess, in media effects. Yeah. And so I mentioned, like, oh, you know, so we might talk about the, the documented link that exists between playing violent video games and violence in society. And he gets, like, hyper-defensive. And he's like, I've been playing violent video games my whole life, and I'm not a violent person. That's not at all what I said. Yeah, no, that's... It's not a one-to-one -one correlation. I, too, play several shooty-shooty games, and yet... Yeah. The vast majority of people can play violent video games all the time and never have an increase in aggression. But for a small subset of the population with uh, a certain set of risk factors, yes, it can increase aggression and violent thoughts and things like that. You know, like... But he got so defensive about it and, and was very insistent that there couldn't possibly be a link because he didn't experience it. 
And that's not the first time I've encountered that sort of thing where people just assume if that has not been part of their personal experience, mm-hmm. yep. the search is wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. it's ridiculous. So that tends to get me fired up. Valid. I could definitely see myself, like, if I were just, like, in line at a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Said. Yeah, no. Like, and the thing about the hyperfixation thing with me, you're so right. If I was wearing, like, a ghost shirt and someone was like, oh, my God, like, they suck, mm-hmm. it would be going down same thing with any same thing with like sleep token any of that shit yeah i would be ready to throw hands for me for the most part like i i would probably only start an argument with a stranger if i felt that it was important to do so like you know the less fun like someone's being a bigot thing like yeah okay that needs to happen obviously And and in the case of somebody um like saying oh violent video games don't have you know effects on violence i'm like no you need to be educated right now yeah no, <laughs> you need i really can only see thing. myself do- again like if so- like if i'm like i'm wearing something and someone's like oh those guys suck i'll be like excuse me yeah like i i don't picture myself starting the fight yeah it's yeah so <laughs> so i'm not like a particularly to- confrontational individual yeah. but it, like if like if the situation necessitates it like let's go yeah. be like oh did you say they suck? I'm so sorry you were born tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry you were born hearing impaired. No cure for bad taste. Oh, you have synesthesia? That's a bummer. No. No, it's not synesthesia. What? Synesthesia is the thing where, like, you your two senses are linked. Mm-hmm. How does that make you tone deaf? Those are two different things. No, I know, but, like, why would synesthesia mean that you could, like, you'd... So, if they were, like... Your enjoyment of a particular type of music would be, like, decreased. So, synesthesia is when, like, senses also get, like, kind of jumbled up. So, it's possible that, like, the the sense of sound could also be linked with, like, bad smells or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm assuming that something about the jumbled senses, like, messes with the experience was the premise of that. Noted. I was trying to come up with other things. That was... Yeah. No cure for bad taste. By the way, speaking of synesthesia, um, I highly recommend the work of Oliver Sacks, which, (laughs) if you've ever heard of him, he was um, a psychologist... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not psychologist, psychiatrist, and uh, he specialized in like rare, unusual brain disorders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote a bunch of books like about patients that he had. And um, I have one of his books called "The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat." Because the he had a patient who literally interpreted his wife he, like he thought she was a hat. But there are a bunch of different cases in it, and there are cases of, like, synesthesia and stuff in it that are just, like, fascinating. There's, like, a woman who heard music and the same song in her head at all times, and she had no idea what it was. And it ended up being a lullaby that her mom sang to her in Ireland when she was an infant before she got adopted. That's so wild. Yeah, so Oliver Sacks, man, his books are fascinating. I am gonna write that down. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah, it's his last name has a weird spelling. It's like S A C. I can't remember. S A C, H S, is what I would assume. No, no, that's not it. Let me just randomly get up in the middle of the pod. Hold on, he's it's over fine. here. Just you know, unless I put it somewhere else. 
You were only doing Zoom meetings today, weren't you? Huh? No. Where is that book? Oh, well, I'll find it later. I'm just fascinated by the dress shirt and sweatpants combo. No, I dressed up. Um, by which I mean I put on a shirt that wasn't a t-shirt. For this, specifically. Why would you dress up for this? I must still have it, like, on one of my nightstands or something. Whatever, I just put Oliver S. I'll probably know what that means, especially since I have to go back through this and, like, edit anyway. Or I could have just, like, actually Googled it. That would have taken, like, five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll that is oh, no, I guess it's just CKS. Why did I think there was like a weird X in there? Huh. Yeah, super fascinating. Again, the one I ha- the book of his that I have is The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. I will be looking into looking that. In. One of the most interesting books I've ever read. Totally got sidetracked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that not our entire thing? Yeah, well, and that's that's a good book me- recommendation. Like, that's one, I read it years ago, and I still think about it all the time. Ooh. Do I have a book like that? That's actually such a good question. Man, what is a book that I still think about? And also, um, one of my favorite podcasts, Radio Lab, which has been around for forever and ever, but the previous host, before they retired from the show, mm-hmm. uh, had actually interviewed Oliver Sacks and stuff Yo. before he passed away and had multiple episodes about some of his cases and stuff that's that were so super cool. Helpful. Yeah, that's actually, what led this me. This is bringing up a bunch of weird little synchronicities for me. One, a book that I continuously think about is Good Omens. I love that book. And I'm sure that there's more than one answer if I would like take a second to turn around to my bookshelf, but we'll get there. <laughs> is Radio Lab the thing that you brought up i think we were talking with i think it was on our collab with big dumb monsters podcast where we wound up talking about like the notion of the sky burial yeah okay so shortly after we did that episode i was listening to the album feathers and flesh by avatar and they have a song on there called sky burial oh interesting absolute banger of a tune in my personal opinion i recommend you listen to it but give me two seconds. I'm gonna see if there's anything else that really jumps out on me on my bookshelf. I actually wonder how many times I have brought up Radio Lab on the podcast because I remember bringing it up in the context of like cryptocurrency at some point. When so at was least on. three times now. Well, yeah, minimum. I'm sure I was talking because I forgot about that one when the Big Dumb Monsters people were on. Speaking of which, here's their pin. Big Dumb Monster. Hell yeah. <laughs> Luna, you're gonna fall. Um, Luna, you're dope. There's some ones I keep going back to, and I don't necessarily know what these say about me. Um, I always go back to The Kite Runner, just because that one absolutely gutted me. Incredible yeah. book, but holy shit. Mm-hmm. And um, Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, because I think that is one of his, probably his scariest book. I don't know, yeah. it's just really fucking good. I just like that book a lot. I think it is, like, one of the best examples of why people find his writing as, like, tense and uncomfortable as they do. Yeah, I think it's hard because of Little Kid and then also Pet, like, mm. two horrible creatures. Yeah. I think that that's part of what makes it challenging. I remember reading that one when I was, like, 
11. Jesus, I was reading it in college and I was uncomfortable. I told you, I went through, like, a, in middle school, I went through a Stephen King thing where I read all of his books pretty much. Yeah, okay, I was definitely reading Misery when I was, like, 12. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And that one's not even, like, supernatural, like, that could happen. Yeah, that is a thing about that book. Happy Bates. <laughs> yeah. I think she's still the only woman to ever win the Best Actress Oscar for a horror film. Interesting. I might, have to fact, I might have to fact check myself on that, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that is the case. Mm. Which, like, pop off. Yeah. Man, I wish horror yeah. films were taken seriously by award shows. Anyway. Tony Collette deserved an Oscar for Hereditary. I will die mad about it. They really should have that as a separate category. Because they have, like, comedy and stuff, yeah. right? Separated out. Because they're different kinds of acting, I feel like. Although, you don't really get you the separate categories at, like, the Oscars. You get the separate, like, they sort of separated at, like, the Emmys, but that's mostly TV. Yeah. I never watch award shows. I don't know. I only really watch the big ones, and even then, sometimes I won't, because sometimes the selections that they make are garbage infuriating yeah yeah although nothing will ever top the year that um the shape of water swept that was a great year i will never shut up about it um i have an am i the asshole post for us to discuss today because i was bored at work and i like going through that subreddit oh man i've been watching so many i, I think i mentioned this last week um, Smosh Pit, it's the, um... Mm. Yes, yes. And they have so many where they discuss them, and man, that was, like, all I was doing yesterday afternoon at work was just had headphones and listening to them discuss as I was doing stuff. Because I just love other people's petty drama. Yeah. And I love weighing oh. in on things that don't affect me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, the cringe. Oh my god, I know. Okay, so... Overall title for this one, and again, I will not reveal the verdict until we have both shared our thoughts. Am I the asshole for telling my friend her baby is the reason no one wants her around? <clears throat> one of my friends, 24F, Anna, okay, wait, one of my 24F friends, Anna, also 24F, had a baby around six months back. Our friend group is otherwise childless. All of us used to hang out a lot before the baby was born. The baby changed dynamics because Anna wanted to bring the baby everywhere with her and, you know, it's a baby. We tried to plan things around the baby to include Anna, but always ended up badly. We shouldn't drink because Anna can't drink. We shouldn't be loud because the baby needs to sleep. Icing on the cake is her baby is extremely fussy and cries all the time. It was just a downer for the rest of us. So we started hanging out without Anna and her baby. Last week, all of us went on a staycation. We had a great time and posted photos and videos on Instagram. Anna saw these and called me to ask why I didn't ask her to come with. I tried telling her it was a last minute plan and we could only find a child-free resort so as not to hurt her feelings. She called my bluff, sending me pics some random family had posted with kids at the resort. Yeah. She kept forcing me and I told her we did not want to hang out with her baby. 
She asked how I could say that. I asked her to leave it at that, but she wouldn't. I finally told her that it's, you know, a baby and we're all young. We don't want to live our life around a baby she chose to have. That we get to do adult stuff and party all we wanted. Her baby is the only reason she wasn't invited. If she left the baby at home, she can come too. She got pissed off at me and called me an asshole. She also sent a text in a group chat saying she's disappointed in all of us for excluding her just because she's a mom. Half of our friend group thinks I shouldn't have told her the real reason and is mad at me. The other half thinks she's unreasonable. Am I the asshole for telling her the truth? And then they, the original poster addresses a couple things that got said in the comments. We've tried to communicate to her about adults-only events beforehand, other than openly saying don't come if you have to bring your baby. She refuses to leave the baby with her boyfriend or a babysitter. Even when we say an event is adults-only, like a dinner we had a few weeks ago, she still brought her baby, they cried throughout the entire night, earning us glares, and we had to leave early. Discuss. No. Not remotely the asshole, in my opinion. <laughs> No, I mean, I think this one's kind of a an obvious one for the two of us and and our kind of perspective on kids. This is like, an incredibly obvious one. I'm kind of just like using this to open up another like I, because I feel like bitching about this because it's fun too, in my opinion. Um, the way that people seem to think that their child is always the exception to like anything that's supposed to be child free. Yeah, like the way that people freak out about the notion of like like people will receive an invitation to a wedding for example and it's like oh this is an adults only event and they'll like call and be like but like not my kids right yeah. yes your kids and they're like oh you're excluding me find a sitter a wedding like a wedding in particular is something you know about so far in advance like if you can't you can't get a babysitter for one night that you know about like a year in advance well, she said that she refuses to leave the baby with the boyfriend or a sitter. Which, like, why? For reason. And that's on her, yeah. I mean, the central question of, essentially, it, like, is, am I the asshole for telling her? No, you told the truth. Yeah, and also, she asked. Like, you you know, tried to spare her feelings, and she wasn't having it. Or, like, she wasn't well, letting you. And, and I don't think that that's the better choice anyway, because what are you going to do, just keep excluding her and keep lying to her and mm -hmm. just kind of keep perpetuating this. And then she's going to think it's something about her, maybe like, did I do something wrong? You know, am I getting annoying? You know, and it's like, no, it's not you. We like you. It's your baby. <laughs> you know? So I think honesty, like that is something they probably should have been more upfront about to begin with. Yeah. She's not going to like it, but yeah. Like ripping off a bandaid. Like this is, these are essentially our terms. We want to hang out with you, but we don't want a kid around. So you have to make the choice for yourself. Are you willing to leave the kid with your boyfriend so you can hang out with us? Which is, and that's the thing that's absolutely bizarre to me because like one, the like notion that like, oh, men can't be trusted to like watch their own children. Total bullshit. First of all. Yeah. And like, second of all, if she's insisting that like the child has to be with her at all times, like, do you not, like, trust the person that, like, you have a child with? Yeah. Which, like, if that's the case, yikes. And it's not even like they're saying you can't ever bring the baby, you know? Just, like, just, like, sometimes don't. 
Yeah, if we specifically ask you not to, how about you don't? Don't do it. No, and that's, and like, again, the like not leaving, not wanting to leave it with the boyfriend or whatever, like. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Like, why? That's something yeah. I don't understand. Like, again, men are comp- men can look after their own children, and they should. And also, like, why do you not want the father of your child having one-on-one time with your child? Yeah. Like, let them bond. Yeah. But also, like, the entitlement to just assume that she should be able to take... It's like, no, we didn't invite your baby. We invited you. We invited you. you. Like, if someone was constantly bringing other friends to a thing, you know, like, (laughs) when they weren't invited and it was supposed to be a Mm -hmm. small group thing. Yeah, no. It was the same. But, like... Oh, if it isn't the consequences of her actions. Exactly. And, like, again, this is just, this one is so, like, obviously, yes, you are the asshole. Or this person is not the asshole. The friend expecting reality to sort of warp around them is the asshole. Yeah. Obviously, in my personal opinion. But that just kind of, like, leads me into the other discussion of, like, stop bringing your children to child-free events. Your children yeah. are not the exception. The world does not revolve around your children. Also, a lot of people just don't like them. A lot of people just don't like... It's like that... I told you about this. Like, there was a bad review on, like, Ticketmaster of a ghost concert. Where it was like, oh, like, this isn't child-friendly. It's like, where... Where on earth were you given that impression? On that it's on TikTok, I guess. And like, the, and they were also complaining about like Amon Amarth. I'm like, if you had Googled them, 
once, you would have realized that this is maybe like a 13 and up type deal. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know what it is about, like, because I don't have kids, so I don't know, maybe something happens to your brain when you do, but I don't know what it is in their minds that it's like, oh, I had kids, and they're adorable and delightful, and everyone's going to want to be around them, and I'll bring them no. with me everywhere, and no one will nope. mind, because they love me, and they love my kids. Nope. It's like, no, kids are irritating. Yeah, no, I am very much not a fan, like, at all. Yeah, I mean, sure, there are going to be some people who are excited, like, oh, I love babies, you know? But not everybody is like that you know and you got to be respectful of all people it's not just about you and your convenience and what you want it's about the group this is just becoming like like child-free bitch hour which is totally fine by me because frankly that's one of my favorite activities just like i have kids there's one yeah my son is right over there and my daughter is in her tank oh yeah and i got another one yeah, you have three kids. Um, but no, just, like, the expectation that the world is going to, like, warp... Like, like reality will warp around you to yeah. accommodate your children constantly. Utterly well, ridiculous. Like, you gotta know, like, obviously, having a, choosing to have a kid is a big decision. And you gotta know when you do that, that your life will not be the same in a lot of respects. Here is a controversial opinion. I think people who choose not to have kids, frankly, have a better understanding of what it actually takes to be a parent than than a lot of people that have children. Interesting. Because I think a lot of people who are child-free by choice understand how much of a fucking responsibility it is. Yeah. And that it should be, like, a fully, like, opt-in. Like, you have to fully opt-in or don't do it. Yeah. Because I think so many people view children just sort of as an eventual consequence of, like, getting married. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the major reasons that I have not really been concerned about having kids is, like, I think about all the ways my life would change, and I'm like, am I willing to give up the ability to just, like, go out and do stuff whenever I want? No. Absolutely not. Never. That's, that's a major reason. Nope. I want to be able to pick up and go places if I want to without having to worry about childcare. No, nope. you know, so. I like um, having money. Yeah, that seems I like too silence. Mm -hmm. Cleaner I like, house. I like a clean house. I like my clothes not having, like, child snot on them. Oh yeah, that's, that's a big plus. And, like, I like to be able to go places and do things when I want to. And this is not to be like, oh, children are awful and, like, I, children should be seen and not heard, blah, blah, blah. I think ch the children that do exist deserve to experience the world as a, like, kind place. Mm -hmm. And it really does annoy me when people make, like, hating children their entire personality. Like, oh, the little goblins. Like, I make all my jokes, but, like, if you actually genuinely, like, think that way, look inside. Yeah. So, like, that being said, yeah. oh my god, I just, like, I can't. I do not understand why anyone would ever do it. Anyone who willingly chooses to with a full understanding of all of the implications of becoming a parent, holy shit, you are a stronger person than me. Props to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've never been, like, a kid person. Like, I always remember growing up and, you know. I never I wanted to play house as a kid. 
literally never. But I don't know if this was your experience. I know it was like, I don't know if it was just the time period being different, but like they were always shoving babies at me. Like, you're a girl, you must love babies. Here, hold this baby. And Here's like, the thing. My sister and I were the youngest cousins. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it is a time period yeah. thing or a just we were the youngest type thing. Or like a family difference. Like maybe they wouldn't have done it anyway. Yeah. Maybe they would have done it anyway or maybe maybe they would have. I don't know. But I, I think back at that point, things were like much more like traditional gender in terms of the way that people viewed the world. So mm-hmm. I think in their heads, they were preparing me for motherhood from the time I was like seven years Which old. So bullshit. Yeah. And they were always like, oh, you should babysit. And I'm like, I, I don't think I will. No. And that's the thing. Like, a few times they bringing existed. it back to the fucking I am Kenuff hoodie here. That is one of the things I love so much about Barbie. And I kind of hate this whole narrative of like, oh, like Barbie makes girls feel like they're not pretty. That is never the thing that I got from Barbie. Like, ever. And I'm not saying that like, Barbie has never caused any insecurity in any girl ever. I'm sure it has happened. But like, the point is that she can be anything. Like, they point this out so well in the beginning of the movie. Like, the only thing up until like barbie kind of emerged as like the first like fashion doll there were only really baby dolls the only thing that girls were able to play at being was still just mothers yeah fucking love barbie so much yeah but like i i always think back to being a kid and and like they were just so sure oh my god you must love babies you know and I do remember, like, sometimes, you know, there would be a baby around, like, when my friends and I were together, and, the, like, everybody else would get excited, like, oh, my God, they're so cute, can I hold them? And I'm like, can we go back to what we were doing? Yep. <laughs> like, I just never really understood it. And that's, it's not that I hate kids, I'm just not, like, drawn to them, I don't get excited about being around them. Not um, even a little bit. Yeah, I mean... I love my nieces. I do get excited. That's the thing. Like, the sort of weird cycle of having a bunch of cousins that are way older than you has kind of, like, re-perpetuated itself in my family because I'm 25, my sister is 23, but we have cousins now who are, like, seven, which is what was going on when my sister and I were around those ages. So, like, if for whatever reason one of my little cousins now decides that I'm like the coolest thing ever, like obviously I will get down on the floor and play Ninja Turtles and let them try on my choker and like paint their nails with them and like whatever. Because again, children deserve to experience the world as a kind place. I'm never going to be mean to kids, but like, I just... I don't do it. I wouldn't do it because I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always a little bit torn. Like, the the girl that followed us around at Comic-Con, Mid-Hudson, right? Um, That there was part of me that was like, you know, she she was kind of adorable, you know? But at the same time, I just wanted to do stuff. And that's the thing. Like, whenever I see things like that, I I have been that kid at some point when I was, like, I don't know, nine yeah. Like, I've definitely done shit like that as an unself-aware child who was just very excited to be in a place where a thing yeah. is happening. 
Yeah. So, like, even not liking kids to the degree that I do, I try to be as nice as I can in those situations, because, like, I've been that kid. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the reason I didn't mind her that much is, like, again, she, she seemed kind of fun and just, like, an adorable kid and stuff. But at the same time, I just wanted to be able to, like, look at things and do stuff without worrying about her. And I think that describes why I don't have kids. It's not no, that I don't literally. like them. Right? It's just that they seem like they hold you back sometimes from doing things that you want to do. And that's that's all there is to it. It's not that I don't like them. I'm just not, like, ooh, kids. Honestly, it's more that I don't like do the thing for me. But also, like, I am my own baby. Yeah. I, I don't have, I can hardly take care of myself sometimes. You think, you think I'm just gonna be able to look after this little, like, flesh blob that, like, doesn't even have all of its bones fully formed yet and depends on me for every single thing? Mm-hmm. No thanks. Oh my yeah, god. Why would anyone trust me to do that? I don't trust me to do that. No. I barely beat myself. I can't. No. No, you well, know what I had when then, I got home from work today? I had a Pop-Tart, and it wasn't even toasted, because I don't have what? a toaster. No, I had, I mean, like, the single packet. Oh, I was like, are you just eating, like, half packets? No, yeah, because I, mean, I, I don't have a toaster. I have a spare one in the basement. I don't have counter space, because I should have purchased a microwave cart ages ago, but I think it's more fun to buy band merch. You want a blender? I have a blender. What am I going to do with a blender? I'm continuing to try to clear out and make margaritas? I don't know. My mom has a margarita machine okay. that I can borrow. Milkshakes? That's what I've used it for is banana milkshakes. Shocker. No, and here's another thing. I'll just, like, expose myself on main here. I am too fucking vain. Mm. I am too vain to have children. I have horrendous insecurities that I have spent so much time trying to be a little bit okay with. And then to do that? No. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't bother me so much. Maybe it's just because I am getting older and... No, that, like... that. And again, maybe this is because I'm 25 and society has this whole disgusting thing where you're supposed to tr start looking 25 at age 12 and then spend the rest of your life after age 25 trying to look as close to 25 as you possibly can. Maybe it has something to do with that, but mm -hmm. I am way too vain to ever do that. And like, I don't even think I'm like that hot. Like, but I mean, I, I know I'm no supermodel. Yeah. But, like, even then, I'm not taking the little bit that I do have going for myself and just potentially chucking it out the window for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've read and heard too many things about childbirth to... No. <laughs> Literally, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely never. Um, if you choose to be a parent with a full understanding of the weight and risks of that decision, I applaud you. Yeah. You are probably a better person than I am. But I think I've admitted that a lot on this podcast that, like, frankly, I'm okay at best. So I don't think yeah. that should come as a surprise to anyone unless this is the first episode of this podcast that you are listening to 
or watching, in which case, uh, welcome, I'm sorry, stick around. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like, honestly feel like I'm like 50-50 on kids. Like if I had gotten married and the guy was like, I want kids, I'd be like, okay, fine. And or if we were like, I don't want them, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's so fascinating. Like I- Now I'm in my late 30s and so it's kind of a boot point. Point taken. I did, I don't know why I didn't know that there was even like a 50% yes from you, theoretically. I told you before that I had actually wanted kids. It just didn't happen and I was okay with that, but. Were we really drunk when we talked about that? I don't think so. I think I've thought about it more than once. It's been a while, but. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, I always thought that I was going to get married and have kids, and then I was just too picky about guys. I just kept rejecting them. I mean, hey, keep those standards high. I got like 32 likes on Hinge to go through still right now. You need and to I'm probably gonna pick think, boys for you. Probably gonna like, on every single one of those. Because <laughs> that's just who I am. I'm picky. I have standards. And I think, I mean, You've got a doctorate you're entitled to those standards it's like you know i i'd rather you know i'm i'm cool with myself you know i have a, a solid life and hobbies and friends and family it's like you know if i meet somebody cool but i'm not going to be settling that's that's just kind of where i am what would we describe the vibe as this evening oh my god i don't even know this is weird this is very weird okay cool so it's not just me no, this might be, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, the weirdest, maybe even. Hmm. It's just it's us, not like, the weirdest, it's definitely close. Yeah. And frankly, it's I thought I was doing such a good job of, like, putting down bullet points, but we mowed through those, and this happened. <laughs> Which, like, well, yeah, is that first... on me? Yes. The first two was... Bullet, the first two bullet points were essentially just you saying a couple things, though. And then we had one bullet point, the and then you is, didn't have one The there, thing so. is, when I put down the bullet points, sometimes I can never fucking tell. Because sometimes I'm like, I'll put something down, I'm like, oh, here's a little update that we're gonna touch on, and it'll be five minutes. And then that leads into a conversation that spans the entire episode. Uh -huh. Other times, I put down like six bullet points, and then we breeze through them, like spending like a minute on each, and I'm like, well, fuck, what do we do now? I mean, I honestly could extend discussion on literally any topic. Like, we, we need, need to, to figure come out- up, We gotta come up with a- <laughs> did you just say a signal? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, we're ahead of schedule, and you give me the signal, and I can just find ways to continue that topic. But I can't. Well, we can't do that now because then people are going to know. <laughs> Unless yeah. we would like to make that a bit in and of itself. Yeah. I I often joke that I, th I think it's something like, I think the only way you can be a college professor is if you're like good at BSing. Like, because you got to fill time um, when people, when you ask for like people's opinions and things in class and, and then they just stare at you. you well no like so if somebody does raise their hand and say a thing you know you got to be able to respond to that and sometimes it doesn't make sense and you try to find ways to like hmm. make sense of it and add on to it right and so i think a lot of it is just bsing still and sometimes sometimes they ask you things that you don't really know the answer to 
How often does that happen? Like, realistically, as a professor, how often do you genu- generally, generally slash genuinely, um, yeah. encounter a question from a student that actually throws you for a loop? Because, I mean, you are the expert in the room, essentially. Yeah. So, like, yeah. does it actually happen all that often? Not super often. I mean, I think it used to happen more when I first started and was a grad student, which, you know, yeah. makes sense. But still, every once in a while, somebody will ask me a question where I'm like, like, for example, I was trying to think of a recent one just this semester, a few weeks ago, in the intro to communication class, Mm -hmm. there was, we had talked about the five types of communication, right? So first is intrapersonal, where you're communicating with yourself in your own mind. Which, not to interrupt, did you know that, like, not everyone has an internal dialogue? Yeah. That's bizarre. How do you communicate intrapersonally if you don't have a little voice in your head? There isn't, I guess, any intrapersonal. You have the voice, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm talking to myself. I gotta make sure you're normal. <laughs> I don't think... I, get, I honestly don't understand how people function if they don't have that. Someone described it as just, like, blobs. Just sort of these amorphous clouds of feelings or impulses you verbalize those things yeah i don't know do i look anyway please continue <laughs> intrapersonal yes. so interpersonal was the first type and then the second type is interpersonal right so and then we went through the other types but that's not relevant for the moment and this girl comes up to me after class and um she asks this question that i honestly did not really know how to answer mm-hmm. <laughs> because we had talked about nonverbal communication as a form of communication, right? So that if you can see somebody, you know, in the way that they move, facial expressions, stuff like that, that's a form of interpersonal communication, right? Because nonverbal gestures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she comes up to me after class and she says, all right, if I'm walking across campus and I see a guy and he like falls over or does something that I think is funny, and so then I t- think about it in my mind about why that's funny to me. Is that interpersonal or intrapersonal communication? I have no idea. And it's like, both? <laughs> yes. You know, and I, I had actually brought it up um, with another faculty member in my department and they had the same kind of reaction of like, I mean, por que no los dos? Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's like that, every once in a while I get a question like that where I'm like... Do I look? I mean, it's not my area of expertise. I'm a mass con person, you know? I just happen to be teaching... Yeah, that's fair. ...based on the intro stuff. Um, you know, I took classes in those things, but I don't study them or anything to... Yeah. You know, so that's an example of an area where I'm like... Mm-hmm. I just kind of have to think through it logically and say what I think sounds right, mm-hmm. you know? So that does happen on occasion, but or every once in a while, somebody will ask me, like, um, if, you know, we're talking about, like, parasocial breakups, somebody once asked me, like, if there's a significant time jump in a show where, like, one season ends and the next one picks up, like, 20 years later, does that count as a parasocial breakup because you sort of lost time? Ooh. You know, Wait, stuff that's like that. Really interesting. Yeah, huh. which I think it does carry some similar 
feeling. Especially if they like change the characters a lot. Yeah. If it's like, oh, and similar, 20 years have yeah. passed and they're all different people. It's like, no, I, I know these ones. Yeah, and that's how I felt with Outlander for people that watch that show because there is a big time jump in it. Mm. And I was like, I feel like we missed out on the, this huge chunk of their lives. Like, you know? Alright, yeah. No, I, I get feel that. Like I love them. Yeah. And so, you know, things like that. <laughs> so that was a few years ago someone had asked me that one. And I was like, you know? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it does happen on occasion. So I just have to, you know, think it through and as logically as I can and provide an answer like I know things. Which well, I from this do. point forward, if we work out a signal system wherein I find some way to tell you when you need to to put your powers to use, if you the audience figure out what that is and um tell us I will make a new Patreon tier on our Patreon that nobody subscribes to, and that Patreon tier will just be our phone numbers. <laughs> you get our phone numbers, text us whenever you want. <laughs> I have to make it a, a difficult one to figure out. I don't know what it will be. And but. we won't tell you unless you figure it out and get it right, in which case... Yeah. That's not even Patreon. That's just me. I I don't know why I said Patreon because you're not paying for it. No. That's just gonna be me giving you our phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know what? Maybe I will make a Patreon here that's just our phone numbers, but it's like a hundred bucks a month. There you go. If you're willing then, to do that, frankly, you deserve to be able to bother us whenever you feel like it. Yeah, but then it would probably only be one month worth because then they already have them. But... Yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah. that's gonna bring us to the weekly worsening after an episode that i think i'm just gonna title this is weird yeah weird vibes proud of us yeah. um here's how i'm worse this week i finished evangelion it's not super long right it's not super long but yeah. mm -hmm, much to unpack yeah i still haven't gotten past the second episode i started to partially watch it again and i i don't remember the character names yet because i only watched an episode and a half but the the one woman was irking me misato i don't remember i watched one and a half episodes like a week and a half ago did she have purple hair i don't remember that the one that the main dude was like living with yeah it's misato oh my god i love her so much no, I don't know if it was because I had the dub on, so maybe it was the dub actor's voice that was... I watched the English dub. It was fucking great. Were you watching it on I... Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was at the part where he first, like, got to got to her place, and she was, like, getting all up in his face about food and stuff. Uh, okay, I mean, yeah, she's kind of a lot, but I love Misato so much. I, like, kind of want to cosplay her. <laughs> Misato Katsuragi, my beloved. Um, but anyway, you were saying you finished it. Yeah, I finished it. Um, I highly recommend it. Much too un... Yeah, just... Hmm. Wow. I don't really know what else is... Like, there's... I was going to say, the entirety of your worsening for the week? Not... Hmm. You know, I could have sworn there was something else that I, like, meant to write down. 
Oh, um, I don't know if this necessarily counts as worsening. Probably not. But um, I am one step closer to watching the entirety of David Lynch's filmography. I saw Lost Highway last night. Oh, nice. Which, hmm. Solid, like, three stars. Love David Lynch. Love everything he does. But it's no Blue Velvet. It's no Twin Peaks. Are you grading it on a specific David Lynch curve? I mean, maybe, because he's, like... Higher standards for him? I don't necessarily know if I have higher standards. Frankly, I feel like I'm almost willing to let more slide with him. Because... Even if I find issues with... Even if I, like, take issue with the story, for example. Like, his style as a director kind of makes me willing to forgive some imperfections in other places in a film. Just because... Like, I love the visual language of all of his work. And also, I love a lot of his collaborators, too. So, like, maybe it's not my absolute favorite story in the world, but hey, it is scored by Angelo Badalamenti. Okay. So, like, you have that. Okay. And also, I don't know if I feel slightly differently about this one than I do quite a bit of his other work, because, like, he directed Lost Highway, but he wrote it with someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that, like, colored the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because I, like, I could see some, some, some threads of the return in it, which was really cool. Because I was just kind of like, ooh, like, leaning into the really dark and weird and, like, super uncomfortable, like, things that make up that, like, kind of make their way into the return rather than, like, the sort of tempered by the restraints of cable TV at the time, Twin Peaks. And, like, stories becoming cyclical. So, like, there was definitely cool stuff there, but again, was it Blue Velvet? No. Is anything ever gonna be Blue Velvet? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. That's literally impossible. I love that fucking movie so much. That is such a great movie. Um, so yeah, insufferable film nerd. Okay, yeah, I think that counts. But frankly, I do kind of think that's it. I, was I off my game this week a little bit? Maybe. It's funny that you say that because I was thinking like, I'm not really worse this week. Like, what happened? What happened this week? What happened to us? I don't know. Like, I, I I can think of, like, a few small things that I can bring up. Like, I did, um... I mean, just please don't share with the class. I just bought another bleach kit and permanent purple hair dye so that I can... Oh, I didn't even notice that that's pretty much well, gone. I didn't do it yet. I didn't do it yet. No, I'm saying I didn't notice that it's, like, pretty much gone. No, it's not. It's just not showing up on the camera for some reason. It's still very much there. It just... Huh. It has lightened. But it's definitely not really showing up on the camera for some reason. But it's there. Interesting. Um, but I'm going to bleach it out and then uh, put in the per- permanent. Part of the reason is because um, I get so tired of it leaching purple dye, you know? Yeah. And I just happen to use like an old towel as a hair towel because I don't want to get purple dye on my good towels. And I'm like, you know what? I'm over this. I just want the, the semi permanent out, you know, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. So, yeah. So I will be permanently dyeing my hair purple from probably here down to be. Yeah, I was going to say to fix my 
fucked up bleach job. <laughs> yeah, so so there's there's that. I don't know if that counts as being worse. Um, and I did finish my little spirited away paper theater ball. That's I know because so I showed part of it last week. So here's the rest. Um, oh, and I had a third thing. What was my third thing? <laughs> the secret third thing. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was definitely something that was a third thing. Because I haven't really been like, I, I try to think of all my usual, you know, Does worst it have anything thing. to do with the cricket? No, but man. I have it. It lives here now. I put it here. So it's got a permanent home and I finally what? have all the tools and things that I need because they were kind of trickling in from my online order. So you said. Um, but I have everything now so I could actually stop and I haven't actually made anything yet. Um, I, I kind of want to uh, make something to put on my water bottle before I go to work tomorrow. Like, I don't know what it's going to say though. Just something. I'm here for um, it. Pickleless Cage arrived today. Fuck yeah. It's a uh, very poor quality. Um, you know, I feel like that might make it even better. Like, the the ink looks like it's bleeding in spots. Like, they didn't even cut it out, like, with straight lines. Something about the janky- like, something about the jankiness of things sometimes really just yeah. elevates it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks- it looks really stupid. Incredible. Um, was that secret third thing that's out of my mind hmm. there was definitely another thing where i was like yeah this is worse pokemon like i haven't really played i've been super busy i haven't really played video games or watched hmm. anything or um... does it have to do with the fact that there's new castlevania coming out because that's going to make us worse in like a week oh my god um yeah no i'm gonna be mm, Maybe I can fit it in tomorrow before the episodes. Are they dropping it all at once? Um, I haven't even looked, so I don't know. It could be one of those like half season at a time things, but I haven't looked. Yeah, I don't know. I usually just let it surprise me, which is annoying when it ends up being like with the last season of The Witcher. They like did it half at a time, and I didn't know that. And so I finished like the last episode of the first half, and I was like, "Is it this? This can't be the." Oh, oh man, there's more. Yeah, I have to yeah. wait a month. I hate that. So I'm trying to think sure. of things I know that are often part of your worsening, but I'm not coming up with anything else. I remember, I remember, I did the thing that you told me not to do last week. Oh, what did you? What did I tell you not to do last week? I tell you not to do so many things every single week. I started a new sweater. Fucking Christ. <laughs> That's what it is, and like. When I start something new like that, I become very obsessive with it, and I just want to work on it every waking moment. Yeah, and, and then it's you gonna leave half of a sweater. Sometimes it's more than half. Oh my god. Then this one's like a color work one, so it's like blue and white and has this intricate pattern on it with very thin yarn. It's gonna take a really long time. Oh my god. Good night. Could I have started one with thicker yarn that wasn't so complicated? Sure. Could you have finished a sweater? Yeah, that one that I'm almost done with. I have like two thirds of a sleeve left in it, and it's done. Could I work? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I looked at buying. Worse. I looked at buying yarn to make my dude sweater, but the yarn I want, they don't have enough in stock. So I'm waiting for it to come back in stock because I'm like, no, this is this is the this is the yarn. Like, this is what I want. But I'm they didn't have it. Enough. No. 
in the, the lighter taupey whatever color. But it will be happening. And I'm making the Knitter's Dude, which is like a slightly modified version that's supposed to be more fun to knit and looks like cooler because it has buttons instead of a zipper and cooler right. collar. Sure, I believe it. But it's the dude. I'm here for and it. Man, comfiest cosplay ever. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I was... Now I'm just thinking about comfortable cosplays I could do. Shinobu, Miss Dole, man. Top comfy. Wearing a stormtrooper onesie, that one was nice. Mm. That was very low effort, but man, did I have a nice day. Yeah, that was very pleasant. That and the Batman onesie. So just onesies in general. Big fan. Mm-hmm. I would love a onesie that was just this sweatshirt, but extended down my entire body. This is so comfortable. It's like it's that fuzzy a, material. Yeah, like it's like fake Sherpa. Yep. They do have sloth onesies at Walmart right now. Hell yeah. I thought about it. I'd probably never actually wear it, though. Sometimes that's just how it is. All right. Well, with all of that being said, I think that's where we're going to leave you for this week. I think that's enough of us for tonight. That is more than enough. We passed enough a while ago. We just barreled right through it. Yep. Yep. It's a talent. All right. Um... As always, thank you for fighting with us, friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you. An extra special thank you for, I don't know, putting up with us this week. Good toleration. Yeah, feels I feel that I feel like that needs to be said. But as always, we will be back again next week. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at and Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook. And join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature. Or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.